I'm Rebecca Moffitt, president of Vanguard Charitable and your host of our podcast, The Value in Giving. This year, 2023, Vanguard Charitable is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Since our founding in 1997, we've granted more than $15 billion to more than 113,000 organizations on behalf of our donors. To celebrate our quarter century of giving, we're focusing this first episode of season three on this incredible milestone. We have three very special guests, representatives from a few of the nonprofits that received Vanguard Charitable's first grants 25 years ago. But first, to celebrate our roots, we are going to hear from our board chair, Jack Brennan, Chairman Emeritus and Senior Advisor of Vanguard. While leading Vanguard, Jack's vision and work led to the creation of Vanguard Charitable. So back in 1996, uh, we had client feedback that they would love to see a way of doing what Vanguard does for the investing public for charitable giving. We, when we uh, launched Vanguard Charitable, we had an ambitious mission, which was to increase philanthropy in the United States. Might as well, you might as well shoot for the moon. And we meant that in a, in a way that was humble, you know, starting out with very small uh, pool of assets. But we thought if we could deliver exceptional service, exceptional convenience, guidance and advice for people who wanted to be successful philanthropists, we could, we could make a difference uh, to charities all over the country and, and around the world. Um, that jumps out at you is how fundamentally generous American people are. It's incredible. I mean, you, you, you sort of heart swells when you see the variety of causes that, um, that get supported by Vanguard Charitable at the request of our donors. Um, and I frequently say to myself only in America, and there's a lot of truth to that, that, you know, we are the most, uh, philanthropic, uh, country in the world and the variety of enterprises, big and small, that get supported by um, our donors is amazing. Over the past 25 years, we've learned a great deal about what drives charitable giving, and we are proud of how our Donor Advice Fund impacts communities around the globe. And that brings us to our guest today, Heather Seeger, Executive Director of the Martha's Vineyard Museum, or for short, MVM. The Martha's Vineyard Museum is a century-old historical and cultural museum that collects art, artifacts, oral histories, documents, and photographs that help tell the stories of Martha's Vineyard from the time immemorial to the present. Martha's Vineyard Museum received one of Vanguard Charitable's very first grants 25 years ago. Heather, welcome. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So let's start by helping our listeners get to know you and understand exactly what Martha's Vineyard Museum does. Sure. Um, so my name is Heather Seeger and I'm the executive director here at the museum. I've been on the island um, full time for the last five years. So I was looking to move home to Massachusetts and I came to the island to meet with the staff who were at that moment in the process of planning a really transformational move. So moving from a really small site in Egertown to a much larger location at a um, marine hospital building that the museum had bought and was renovating for a new museum. And the staff were so impressive. 
and really driven by a mission and a vision to connect people to the island's history, but also to the larger stories in American history, right? This island is so deeply connected to so many important moments in our country's history. And so many different communities have called this island home over time. And the staff were really embracing all of that diversity um, through the stories that we're hoping to tell in the new museum. And it was love at first sight with the museum as well. So I'm so happy to be here and to be leading the museum into its next century. That's um, an incredible journey that you have had, Heather, in um, to this really phenomenal organization. And I understand that you have a um, 100th centennial coming up, which is incredible. So can you tell us a little bit about how the museum has evolved and really where it's headed? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. And I think it's important to understand that like so many small historical societies around the New England area in particular, um, we too were founded by the descendants of many colonial settlers to the region. And for our first 75 years spent most of our energy really collecting the artifacts and archival information that told the story of the island's colonial past, the whaling heyday, the um, Revolutionary War and the stories of the Revolutionary War at, into the Civil War. So it was a fairly narrow scope um, for most of our history. And then around 1997, 1998, which is interestingly when the first gifts were made, um, through Vanguard Charitable, the museum started to shift its focus and really try to start collecting more artifacts and stories and information from a much more diverse community that had always been here, but it had not been the focus of what was then called the Historical Society and is now called the museum. So for our centennial this year, what we're really using this opportunity to do is to yes, look back and celebrate the evolution of the museum, but also to really look forward and to be a part of the conversation on our island about where we are going as a community, deeply connected to our roots and our past, um, fully understanding and embracing the present that we're in, but also looking to the future. And so, yes, we're a museum and yes, we're a historical museum, but a museum that understands that we can only know where we're going if we know where we're, we've been. And the museum is trying to play a central role in helping people to understand where we are right now, so that together we can really chart our future. Heather, there is, for all of us listeners, so much reflection from um, what you just said. So thank you for that about um, learning from your past to focus on your future. You tell us a little bit, what are some of the upcoming programs that you have for donors and visitors at the museum? Sure. So what we're using the Centennial um, we're taking the opportunity of the centennial to really tell stories that we know people are deeply interested in, right? So the, num the, the number of times we get questions about particular topics, um, you know, we, we keep track of the, the number of times we get questions about particular topics and are using the centennial to tell some of those most asked about stories. And so visitors to the museum this summer will see a, an exhibit about Dorothy West, who is the youngest member of the Harlem Renaissance. She was an author um, and she spent most of her life living here on the island. She came here as a child 
and returned to the island as the Harlem Renaissance was winding down and became deeply embedded in the community here. Um, Dorothy was the correspondent for the Vineyard Gazette telling the Oak Bluff story and um, really sharing the African-American story of the island from the 1940s on. And we have um, a number of her archives were donated here to the museum and we borrowed some of the archives that Radcliffe has in their library um, to tell Dorothy's story. One of the things that she was really known for was holding court on her front porch. And so in our main gallery, we've rebuilt her porch um, oh, so that wow. visitors can sort of touch on that experience. And for many people, it will be a really fond memory. So the story of the Harlem Renaissance and its connection to the island is one. We also have a teaser down in our cabinet of curiosities, which shares a number of images and objects because the 50th anniversary of Jaws is coming up in 2025. And um, people love the movie Jaws and they love doing their tours of the island to sort of see all the spots that were filmed here. We have a, a photograph collection that was donated to the museum by Edie Blake. And those photos really helped tell the behind the scenes story of the filming of the movie. And we're excited to share that teaser this year to get people excited about the Jaws anniversary coming up. And then the last exhibit that um, that I'll tell you about, there's so many more things happening and people should definitely check out our website if they're interested, but we're gonna be telling a story this summer about um, the deaf community in Chilmark. So what, what some people may not know is that the roots of American Sign Language actually had their origins here on Martha's Vineyard. We had a congenitally deaf community that lived in one of our towns and the folks who were living in Chilmark in the late 19th century, whether they were hearing or non-hearing, almost all of them spoke sign language to each other. So they had developed a language to speak to one another. And the reason we're so excited to tell this story is yes, that Martha's Vineyard has a place in the American Sign Language story, but also to really highlight a community that chose not to other those who were different from them that really embraced people who had different abilities than the mainstream, um, but not in a way that moved them to the margins or othered them. And so this feels like an important story for all of us to learn from um, as we're learning to embrace diversity and different levels of ability. Uh, I think we have something to learn from Chilmark in the late 19th century. And again, helping us to think about the future that we're moving towards. Isn't this a wonderful way um, to learn from the past as we move forward. Oh, these programs are um, amazing. And I'm even thinking from a personal level, how can I get myself now to Martha's Vineyard to be able to come through and um, connect in with all of these um, just wonderful pieces of history and information. That's incredible. And in order to provide these programs, um, the museum needs funding. And so, you know, help our listeners understand what role have donor advised funds play in really helping your organization work towards your mission? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that the development of donor advised funds has definitely been helpful in um, the evolution of our organization. And I think part of that is because over the last 25 years, donors themselves have become so much more sophisticated um, about how they're giving and the causes they feel really passionate about giving to. Um, you know, I think that an organization like ours will need funding in perpetuity, right? We will always need fundraising to be part of the, the capital structure that allows our organization to continue. And 
through donor advised funds, I think that it has just taken away any barriers to friction that donors have in terms of making their giving. So often we see, as soon as we send out an appeal, we see a huge uptick in grants that are coming in because it is so easy for donors. They know our organization. I think that um, the fact that an organization like Vanguard is giving to an organization like ours gives them that level of comfort and um, confidence in the that we are doing things the right way on our end. And it just simplifies the process of giving so that when someone has that motivation to give, all they have to do is log into their portal and make that gift. Um, you know, like so many of us, we have lots of things in our to-do list at home. And I think that the way that the donor advised fund model is working these days just makes that process so much easier for donors. So the motivation is there and on the organizational side, we see those gifts coming in nearly right away, which is super helpful for us. I am so glad that that you are seeing that. That is you know, one of our main objectives is to make giving super easy. And mm -hmm. so a huge testament to you and your organization for telling your story so well so that that message connects with donors and then they can give so um, easily and efficiently. That's mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Heather, one trend that we have noticed here at Vanguard Charitable among donors with longer tenured accounts, and when I say that, I mean donors who have um, been with us for 10 years or more, is that there seems to be increased communication between the donor and the nonprofit. And so how important is communication with donors? Well, you know, I think that trust and relationship building is at the heart of everything that we do, right? We have to have trust and communication in place before we're going to see any fundraising happening. But I think that because donors are so much more comfortable communicating and sometimes in a more casual right way, they, they, they'll shoot off an email to me to ask a question about something. I'm able to respond in pretty much real time. Um, and that has, has been a really nice way to get to know donors better and to understand more deeply what our donors care about. Um, someone once said to me when I was in my early days of fundraising that fundraising works because there is a great need in the world. And luckily we live in a place where people have resources to connect to that great need. And so as an organization, when we can connect with someone's passion and connect with what someone cares about, then fundraising is easy, right? It's just, um, th there's funds to be given, there's missions that we have that need funding, and our job is to make the connections between those two things for people. And I think the increased communication that we have just makes that so much easier. Um, we're also able to communicate, you know, we send out an e-blast every Tuesday and with updates on our exhibits and our programs and things that are happening around the museum. And you weren't able to do that 25 years ago, you know, communicate in real time with 7,000 people uh, instantaneously. And so that for us has been a great way, especially in a community where many people are seasonal. Um, you know, it's a great way for us to remind people of what they love about Martha's Vineyard, even in February, even in March, um, when they might not be here on the island. Heather, you have shared so much incredible information with us today and learning about the history of the Martha's Vineyard Museum, where your 
headed, where you're focused, the incredible, incredible programs that you're bringing in has been such a delight for me to talk to you and I'm sure for our listeners to hear about. So thank you so much for sharing with us today um, and for um, your participation in this podcast. For more information about Martha's Vineyard Museum, visit mvmuseum.org. Rebecca, thank you. And thank you to everyone who helps make what we do possible. Thank you to our listeners for joining us as we launch season three of The Value in Giving. On our next episode, we continue to celebrate our 25th anniversary by talking with Shelter House and the San Francisco Marin Food Bank, both of whom were among the first organizations to receive a grant from Vanguard Charitable in our founding year. For more information about Vanguard Charitable, please visit vanguardcharitable.org slash celebrate dash 25 dash years. Thank you.